0: Good morning, everyone. That was a very smooth transition. Um, Let's pray and ask for the Lord's help, because clearly uh, I need it, uh, and then we'll dismiss the children. Uh, God, thanks for uh, this morning. Thank you for allowing us to come and to gather. Um, Lord, I want to give your people an opportunity um, to pray to to you, uh, knowing that you delight in hearing from your kids and that you want to hear from them. And so... uh, I'm going to be still, and I want you to pray for you. You know what you need better than I do, so just take a minute with the Lord. And if you would be so kind, would you pray for me? Um, Pray that my words might be helpful in pointing you to Jesus and that you would see uh, the beauty of God's Son this morning. God, thank you again for the great joy and privilege that we have together as your people. Thank you for your living and active word. I pray that you would use it this morning to sharpen us, to change us, uh, change our desires and our affections, help us to care about the things that you care about. Uh, Lord, we seek to bring glory to your good name. And so I pray that we uh, would do that this morning uh, by and through the power of your spirit. God, we love you and we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope everyone is well this morning. I want to uh, dismiss our children, uh, kindergarten through fifth grade, kindergarten through fifth grade. uh, You are more than welcome to leave. I won't be offended. Thank you for sticking with us as long as you did. That was kind of funny that my microphone was on my back. Um, I didn't know that. I just kept on turning on and off my mic, hoping that I would hear sound, and it, it didn't happen. See you, kids. Don't take all the donuts on the way out. Uh, happy Mother's Day to our moms who are here this morning. Uh, I have three things that I want to give to you this morning. Number one, I want to give a poem. I want to give a poem. I didn't write it, which is good for you. Uh, I want to give uh, five observations about the, uh, the main attraction to the poem. The poem's about Jesus. I'm going to go ahead and let the cat out of the bag. I want to make five observations. And then I have a gift. Uh, for you, moms, that goes above and beyond the donut and uh, the iced coffee that you received this morning. So the poem is found in Colossians chapter 1, and so if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Colossians chapter 1. If you don't have a copy of God's Word with you this morning, that's okay. No worries. The passage will be on the screen. Uh, if you would rather follow along on your phone and take notes, you can go to the YouVersion app, look for Christ Point Church, um, all my notes and big ideas are going to be on that app this morning, so you can follow along. Um, you good? You ready? <laughs> I don't want to say you guys are disappointing this morning, but a little bit. Uh, Colossians chapter 1, verse 15, says, He, Jesus, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by Him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him, and he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Believe it or not, this is a poem that's in Colossians chapter 1. Paul wrote it uh, to a small church, just kind of getting on their feet. Um, There was some funny teaching that was going through the church, and so Paul kind of wrote them to correct some of the teaching that they were hearing, and he wanted them to grow in their faith. And one of the ways that he was encouraging the church to grow in their faith was by simply pointing out the person in the work of Jesus, who is Jesus. And so Paul begins in verse 15 and says that Jesus is the image of the invisible God. Jesus um, is an icon. The Greek word here for image is the word that we Translate is icon. It means an image or a representation. Uh, Sometimes in the Greek world, uh, it would mean a picture. There would be a a soldier uh, who would draw a picture of himself, uh, send it to his father, and say, Hey, this is a a picture. This is an icon of myself. I hope that you uh, enjoy it. Uh, When we think of icon, sometimes we think of icon as something that represents an idea or something else. Like when you think about the Statue of Liberty, a Statue of Liberty might represent freedom, right? It represents freedom. Sometimes you might hear that word icon in reference to uh, a pop star or an athlete. You say, oh, she is such a pop icon or he's an icon. You mean like he is or she is the best, right? They're the greatest on the planet. They are an icon. Or sometimes in a high church tradition um, that's not necessarily meeting in in a barn, uh, but in a church with uh, big windows, there might be pictures or an icon of a saint or someone in uh, church history. And so uh, typically when we think of that word icon, we Think of it in those terms, but Paul uh, uses it in a way uh, to refer to Jesus, that Jesus is an icon, but he is not just a, a picture of God, he is uh, God himself. He's the image of the invisible God. The writer of Hebrews puts it this way, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3 says, Jesus is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. The exact imprint of his nature. Uh, If you were to to study the Greek, what the New Testament was written in, um, that idea has the picture or the idea of a a die um, that was cast or something that you would put on a coin or a seal. You know, you have an imprint and you make like an imprint, it it represents whatever that thing is that you're pressing into uh, your envelope or that die that you're creating. Um, Paul is saying that Jesus is the exact imprint. He is the icon of God. Now, when you think about it, um, that might sound unique to you or that might sound a little different because Jesus went around making bold claims like, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And think about that. If you've seen me, uh, you've seen the Father. Um, typically, we don't talk like that. Uh, my father is John. I don't know if you've met him before, but you will never hear me say, if you've seen me, you've seen John. Um, I wouldn't talk like that. That sounds a little weird. I might look like him. I might say things similar to the way that he says them, Um, but we are not the same person. Uh, But Jesus is saying that if you have seen him, uh, you have seen the Father. I don't know if you've ever wondered to yourself, I wonder what God is like, Uh, but if you've ever wondered what God is like, look to Jesus. Uh, To know Jesus is to know God. If you look to Jesus and see that Jesus uh, is compassionate, you can know that God is compassionate. If you look to Jesus and you see Jesus uh, extend grace to those that he interacts with, you know that the Father, God the Father, is full of grace. When you look at the life of Jesus and see Jesus being just, uh, you know that God is just. If Jesus is full of joy and hope, you know that God the Father is full of joy and hope. Do you want to know what God is like? Well, then look to Jesus. You will see uh, what God is like. He is the image of the invisible uh, God. He is, uh, to, to see Jesus is to see the Father. It reminds me of this old uh, Norman Rockwell picture. I don't know if you've seen this or not. Uh, my grandfather was a painter. Uh, He painted a number of uh, portraits and paintings after he retired, and so he used to paint Norman Rockwell pictures. I have a couple of them in my house. Um, Don't steal them. Uh, I love them. Uh, But this one in particular is one of my favorites. It's this old picture of Norman Rockwell, and he's looking into a mirror, and he's painting a picture of himself. Granted, he's a little younger. A few of the wrinkles are gone, but he's looking into a mirror, and he's painting what he sees. Um, There's a painting like this, but it's a little different. It is of Mickey Mouse, and Mickey Mouse is doing the same thing. He's uh, sitting in front of an easel, a canvas, and he's looking into uh, the mirror, but instead of painting himself, he is painting his creator. He's painting Walt Disney, and I love that picture, because I thought to myself, boy, if Jesus was in front of the canvas and was painting a picture, he would be uh, painting a picture of his Father. To see Jesus uh, is to know and see uh, the Father. So Jesus is an icon. He is an icon. He is uh, the image of God. He is also preeminent, Paul says. He is the firstborn of all creation. Colossians chapter 1, verse 15. He is the firstborn of all creation. Admittedly, this confuses some people uh, because when they hear or read that Jesus is the firstborn, uh, some people, like Jehovah's Witnesses, will say that Jesus uh, was the first person that God created. Um, I have a firstborn son, Cademan. He is our firstborn. So there are times when people are talking about firstborn that they literally mean the first person that was born into your family. But that is not uh, what Paul means here. Um, There are other times in Scripture when the Bible talks about uh, someone being firstborn. It's in reference to someone's rank or honor. Uh, Psalm chapter 89, verse 27 says, And I will make him the firstborn, the highest of all the kings of uh, the earth. And so when Paul is talking about Jesus uh, being the firstborn, he is saying that Jesus is uh, the highest um, that there is on the planet. He is uh, the leader in the clubhouse. He sits at the head of the table. There is no one uh, like Jesus. He is the preeminent one. He has uh, first place. Uh, sometimes when we talk about Jesus, uh, we will encourage people or talk to people about uh, making him first in your life. Uh, Make Jesus first in your family or make Jesus first uh, with your finances or make Jesus first uh, in your marriage. You ever hear that before? Uh, I heard that a whole lot. Um, That's helpful. I suppose it can be uh, beneficial, uh, but Paul here is saying um, Jesus is already first. He's already first. Uh, He's not in second place and needs to close in on first place. Uh, He is the preeminent one. He already rules and reigns. Uh, Jesus is already in first place. And so Paul writes this little church and says Jesus is the icon. He is an icon. He is preeminent, right? He has first place uh, in the world. And he says that Jesus is the creator. Verse uh, 16 reads, For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. Jesus uh, created the world. He created the world and everything in it. Um, There was a time when uh, the world was formless and void, where there was nothing, uh, and Jesus spoke into existence uh, the world that you or I Uh, live in. Uh, Paul, remember, wrote to a polytheistic culture. There was a people that were worshiping a number of gods, and so he wrote to them about the one true God, Jesus, who was the maker of heaven and earth, uh, the creator of uh, the universe. Um, Have you ever sat back recently and admired his work? Uh, Have you ever looked around at the world that God created and were impressed by what God had done? Uh, you may have heard, today is Mother's Day, uh, and from what I've heard, one of the challenges of being a mom, if you are a mom, is that much of the work that you do goes unnoticed. Uh, much of the work that you do goes unnoticed. I don't know if that's ever happened to you before moms, I don't know if you've ever felt like you've done things around the house before that other people haven't noticed and appreciated Um, but I had a taste of this just this last week I was in the kitchen and I went over to our kitchen sink and there was a dirty dish in the sink, it was a spoon I don't know who put it there, I don't know how it got there and I don't know why it remained there Uh, but it did Uh, Someone did not take the spoon from the sink uh, and put it into the dishwasher. This bothers me. I'm annoyed by this. I'm not as annoyed by this as Melissa is, but I am annoyed by it. Um, Because sometimes I will take the dishes in the sink and put them in the dishwasher. And so um, this particular day, I thought to myself, I'm going to take this spoon, this dirty spoon in the sink, and I'm going to put it in the dishwasher. But I want to make sure that people know and appreciate the work that I've done. And so I took a selfie of myself. Because I want the world. I want the world to know and appreciate that what was uh, unnoticed by my family um, should be noticed by the world. And I even thought of a hashtag, um, all for Jesus, Matthew 5.16 which is, you know, let your light shine before men so they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. But, but I wanted everyone to notice and appreciate my work. right? You ever, you ever stop to notice and appreciate uh, the work of God? When you study it, when you look at the world around you, when you pull back the curtain, it really is a quite impressive what God has done. Take this, for instance, did you know I did not. Did you know that right now the Earth is spinning around on its axis at a speed of 1,000 miles per hour? Think about that. The world is spinning around on its axis at a speed of 1,000 miles per hour. Every 24 hours, uh, planet Earth um, pulls off a 360. I think that's pretty impressive. We are also hurtling through space at an average velocity of 67,108 miles per hour that's not just faster than a speeding bullet it's 87 times faster than the speed of sound like whoa i mean that is impressive i mean i i, I read a statistic like that i, I think about that i start uh, dreaming about that and i think to myself holy smokes like i can't believe um, what god has done i can't believe what god has done uh, the uh Moms, you, 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 may feel, um, you may feel that much of your work uh, goes unnoticed. Um, however, don't forget um, that every day you travel almost 1.6 million miles through space. Like, that's happening right now. If at the end of the day you feel like you haven't accomplished anything or you haven't gotten anything done, Just remind your loved ones that you traveled 1.6 million miles through space. If dinner is not on the table, it's okay. Think about all that you have accomplished. Uh, Think that our tiny Earth is just one tiny galaxy. Uh, The Milky Way galaxy is one of 100 billion to 200 billion galaxies. Each galaxy with 100 billion stars. I mean, think about that, that that blows your mind. Just consider the galaxy Andromeda. Andromeda is roughly 2.5 million light years away from us. Light travels at about 186,282 miles per second. If you were to send a message there uh, at the speed of light or the speed of sound, uh, it would take 5 million years to get there. If you think, moms, that it takes a long time to get your children from their room to the dinner table, like consider if you were waiting for them to respond when they lived in a different galaxy. Right? That is unbelievable. It is unbelievable to think about that. The universe with all, ex- with all of its galaxies was created uh, by God. Paul says, for by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. Jesus is the glorious one, and all things were created through him and for him. Jesus created everything that you see and everything that you don't see on planet Earth. Jesus a spectacularly a created you. Right? He created you. The person that you see in the mirror, the person sitting next to you this morning, that person was God's idea. He dreamed that individual up. I read recently a story about a little girl uh, who was sitting on her grandfather's lap, and her grandfather was reading a book to his granddaughter, and she was enamored as she looked at her grandfather's face so much so that she she lifted up and she took uh, her little fingers and she rubbed them against the cheeks of her grandfather, feeling uh, all of the wrinkles on his face. And she stopped for a moment and looked at her grandfather and said, Grandpa, did God make you? And the grandfather looked at his little granddaughter and said, Yes, sweetheart, he did. Uh, God made me a long time ago. And she said, Oh, Grandpa, did God make me too? Yes, indeed, honey, he said. Uh, God made you just a little while ago. Feeling uh, his face again, the little granddaughter looked at her grandfather and said, God's getting better at it, isn't he? (laughs) Well, the truth of the matter is uh, God's always been good at it. Uh, He's always been perfect at the work that he has done. He did not have to grow into his role. God made the universe, he made uh, you and me, and so Paul writes this little church just to remind them that God is the creator of uh, the universe. And, Paul says, not only did God create the universe, but God created the universe for himself. It says, For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. Uh, All things were created through him and for him. Isn't that amazing? like this world that God created. Uh, God did it um, to show off. God did it so humanity would look at the created world and be impressed by God. So, so they would look at the created world and the people that God made, and they would say, like, yay, God. Like, glory to God. God was not lacking in the heavens Like He didn't need anything. He didn't need a pat on the back. He didn't need someone to come along and go like, hey, good job, God. Uh, But God created the universe uh, to be enjoyed uh, by you and me so that we uh, would give him the credit uh, for his good work. Paul writes to this little church and says that Jesus is um, the icon. Uh, He is the firstborn. He is the preeminent one. Uh, He is the creator who made everything for himself. And Paul is going to end in verse 17 and say that Jesus is also the sustainer. Paul uh, preached uh, this argument to the church at Colossae and said, And he is before all things, and in him all things hold uh, together. The way that was written, it means that God is still holding all things together. God is holding uh, the universe through his son Jesus, is holding uh, the universe uh, together. I don't know if you remember the passage from Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, but I'll read it again. It says, He is the radiance of the glory of God, the exact imprint of His nature. He upholds the universe by the word of His power. Isn't that amazing to think about Jesus the sustainer, the one that sustains life, the one that sustains you and me. That is the God, that is the Jesus that we worship. Moms, I don't know if you've ever had... Uh, The thought crossed your mind before uh, that it seems like it is your responsibility uh, to hold the world together. Uh, Maybe you think that it falls on your shoulders to uh, keep everyone in line at house, in the house, uh, to make sure all the homework is Finish to make sure that uh, everyone is ready to go to their athletic event or uh, to dance, to make sure there is food on uh, the table, to make sure that you are loving or supporting your son or your daughter or your family at work. Something tells me that there are times in your life where you feel like it is the, your sole responsibility to sustain the world. Uh, the good news uh, this morning is that it is not. Um, Jesus is the sustainer of the world. It is not up to you. It may feel like that at times, but Jesus is the one who holds everything together. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He's the icon. He is the preeminent one. Uh, He is the creator and the sustainer uh, of you and me and of the world that we find ourselves in. So I told you this morning uh, that I would share a poem. Uh, Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 through 17 uh, is a poem. I said I would make a handful of observations about Jesus. Uh, I have done that. uh, And now I want to give uh, to our moms and really uh, to anyone who is listening a gift. I want to give to you uh, a gift. And I think this gift has the potential uh, to change your life for all of eternity. Uh, I don't want to overpromise and under-deliver. Uh, that is not my intent this morning. Uh, but I'm going to do my best uh, to give you something that you will take with you and that you will remember uh, for years to come. You may have noticed, uh, but I'm not a mom. Not a mom, uh, never will be a mom. I just want to throw that out there. Uh, however, uh, over the years I have spoken with a number of moms, and there is a theme uh, that I have heard in many of these conversations. Um, Many times I will speak to a mom uh, who will ask questions like this. Uh, I wonder uh, if I am a good mother, or uh, I wonder if I was a good mother, or I wish that I could be a better mother. Have you ever asked that question before, moms? Uh, Have you ever wondered if you are enough? Have you ever wondered if you are enough? Um, I think it is helpful and beneficial uh, for us at times in life to consider the role that we have been given and ask questions like, am I being effective in the role that God has called me to?
1: Um,
0: I don't think it's wrong uh, to ask the question, am I being a good mom? Or am I being a good dad or husband or wife or employee or friend? Um, There are times when that question uh, can be beneficial to ask and uh, to answer. Um, But what I have also found and what I have seen is that it seems like the human condition is such that we are apt to quickly uh, turn inward Uh, and to spend a whole lot of time Uh, in life, overanalyzing or critiquing or criticizing or even condemning uh, ourselves uh, for not uh, being more. And so this morning, I want to set you free from that. I want to set you free from that. Um, And the way uh, that you are set free uh, from that kind of self-reflection is by fixing your eyes on something or someone uh, who is more beautiful. Um, I don't know about you, but oftentimes I have a tendency to live in my own head. Um, I can think about myself uh, and my little world uh, more than I should. Uh, And one of the things that is helpful for me uh, to forget about myself uh, is to gaze upon something uh, more significant and more beautiful. Uh, One of the reasons that I love uh, going to the ocean uh, with my family and driving and seeing uh, the the vastness of a body of water is because I am reminded of how small I am and how great God is. Uh, And so this morning, moms and dads and everyone else for that matter, Uh, I want to encourage you, uh, by the grace of God, to fix your eyes upon Jesus. Uh, He is the icon. Uh, He is the imprint of his Father. Uh, He is uh, the firstborn, the preeminent one. Uh, He is the creator and the sustainer of life. Uh, My prayer for you is that God would give you eyes to see his beauty today. Would you pray with me? Uh, Father God, I thank you so much for uh, the beauty of your son, Jesus. I thank you for uh, the life and the hope that we have uh, because of him. Uh, Lord, I pray this morning that you would uh, give us eyes to see uh, you for who you are. Thank you so much for your son, Jesus. I thank you for the hope and life that he gives to us uh, through and by faith. Uh, Lord, I pray for our moms today, both those who are here and those who uh, are watching at home. Um, Lord, I I know that there is a spectrum of thoughts and feelings on a day like today. I know there are moms who are full of gratitude for uh, the mom that you've given to them. I know that there are moms uh, who long to be a better mom. I know that there are women who are grieving because they can't be a mom. Lord, I I pray that wherever uh, our ladies find themselves today, that you, through the power of your Spirit, I would minister to them in a unique and a special way. Uh, God, we love you so much. We thank you for loving us. Uh, We pray these things in Jesus' name and by your spirit. Amen. Uh, Before you leave this morning uh, and run home, remember next Sunday we're going to be outside. We're going to be sending out chairs outside. Uh, We did it for Easter. It was spectacular. Um, However, if it's really sunny, really sunny, the sun's going to be in your eyes. Uh, So bring your sunglasses, bring a hat. Uh, bring sunscreen. I, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to be in the shade. That's right. But you are not. So um, God bless you. Thanks so much for being here this morning. Have a great day.